Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's your boy Guru from Stiney and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Back to Willard and Diaz. And you know the old saying on this show, one of my faves, what are you doing? I'm listening. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing, Red Sox? What are you doing, Giants? And hey, by the way, what are you doing, Dodgers? Want to know who's had a worse offseason than the Giants so far? <laughs> the Dodgers. <laughs> Uh, they just signed Jason Hayward to a minor league uh, contract. They and already invited got him to Clayton spring. Kershaw back. Oh, great. That's, I mean, they're doing way better than the Giants. <laughs> they are. They lost Trey Turner. John Peterson and Mitch Hanniger. Uh, lost Trey Turner. I think that's pretty big. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's Man. get into let's get into Niners for just a little bit. Chris Rose is about a half hour away. Willard and Dibs, 888-957-9570. And... This gentleman, none other than the great Mike Silver, every single Thursday right here on Willard and Dibs. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. Just another slow news week for the 49ers. Ain't that the truth, man. Hey, before we dive too deep into Niners, not a slow news day for the entire NFL either. Um, just sort of reading the stuff that's now coming in about the House Oversight Committee's findings about the commanders and the NFL as a whole. I, I Like, I, I think we know where this is going with Dan Snyder. Where is this going with Roger Goodell? You know, I, I got to dig into it a little bit, but, uh, you know, I never uh, underestimate the NFL's ability for shadiness. And, uh, you know, Dan Snyder seems to be on the path to selling, which would be great for that story franchise and great for Ron Rivera, who, under a lot of duress, has done really, really good work and once again has the commanders back in the playoff picture. And, you know, look, this is, uh, uh, you know, I think if you started seeing uh, independent oversight or congressional oversight of a lot of things the NFL does, uh, there'd be a lot of eyebrows raised. And I wonder where this goes once uh, some of these emails get released, if other owners aren't impugned and uh, part of the collateral damage through all this. But back to the Niners, Brock Purdy and an amazing performance coming off the bench as Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot. Were you surprised at just how galvanized the locker room was behind uh, Mr. Irrelevant? No, um, and that's that's the nickname we could say on the radio, by the way. But right. um, <laughs> you know, I had heard a lot of things about Brock Purdy over the summer and uh, into the season um, relating to how confident he is, and that that goes a long way. And then when you can back it up under duress, which let's be honest, he was. He came in early. Um, he was facing, you know, cover zero blitzes a lot of the day. They were coming after him. He hung tough. He delivered the ball. Um, you know, he, he had some swag to him. He put the ball in tight windows. So I think that goes a long way. Now, uh, you know, it's not necessarily going to look like that the rest of the way. Uh, and I, I think people who are taking, you know, that promising debut and extrapolating and saying, hey, he's better than Jimmy. And this is not good news. The 49ers were a legitimate Super Bowl threat the way Jimmy Garoppolo was playing with that loaded team. They are less of a 
threat to go to and win the Super Bowl now on paper. Um, you know, Brock Purdy's got some good things about him. He's not perfect, uh, and he's young, and he's going to have some moments that make you, uh, you know, as a 49er fan, want to slam your hand against your head or with the nearest object. So, um, yeah, they have a very, very good team. They like him. They like his vibe, but this just got a lot tougher. Yeah, I, I wonder, with what you just said there, has this tilted too far in the other direction based on teammates are saying good things, he's very confident, we saw a small sample, and it looked pretty good. Have our expectations gone too far uh, for, for Brock Purdy? Yes, uh, and that's not, you know, over the long haul, maybe not. You just don't know, you know, until a guy plays. But it's, uh, yes, and look, the mood swings have been amazing. I took <laughs> that job at the Chronicle in August. Let's think about the mood swings since then. Jimmy's on a side field. He's gone. Trey or bust. I don't know if Trey can do it. Oh, my God, Trey didn't look good in the opener. Trey's out for the year, but Jimmy looked amazing against Seattle. We're good. Oh, Jimmy looked awful against Denver. This is why we hate him. Oh, wait, Jimmy's good again. You know, it's been one mood swing after another. So I'm trying to look at it more dispassionately, but Jimmy Garoppolo absolutely gave the 49ers a better chance to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl in 2022 than Brock Purdy. But it did look good, and I'm hoping for them it continues to look good. Yeah, we all are. And uh, all those mood swings, Mike, has basically been our shows uh, each and every Monday yeah. over the past 12 weeks. And thank God for the uh, for the mood swings. How does Kyle Shanahan change the way he goes about game planning for Tampa Bay, knowing that now that Tampa has tape on Brock Purdy, they're going to try to gear up to, to take certain things away from him? Well, yeah, if you want to see more mood swings, go to my Chronicle archives for sure, because <laughs> I get caught up in it too. But, yeah, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan's approach to game planning is very, um, you know, pronounced. He Every week he deconstructs, he goes after the opponent um, specifically. He doesn't just, you know, kind of tweak what he's already got. He Every week's a new movie, and he's you know, constructing a script and all that. So, uh, you know, in that sense, he's just doing that, you know, and, and he did say yesterday that it's less of a, an adjustment schematically from Jimmy to Purdy because they're both pocket passers uh, than it was from Trey to Jimmy. So, uh, you know, I think you just try to come up with plays that will work against the Buccaneers formations that will isolate their tendencies. Easy for me to say. But Kyle, I think, is the best in the world at that. And you do it, and you see what he, you know, you see if he can run it. He could uh, last week. Uh, now the Bucks have seen some film on him. They'll do some things. And Todd Bowles is a very, very aggressive coach. So I think you'll see more of a all right, let's see if this kid can hang in under pressure until he just continually proves that that's a bad way to go. Whereas Tom Brady, we've we've got a 23-year body of work um, on him against blitzes and pressure, and it seems kind of slanted in one direction. I'm not saying that we have a final verdict yet, but I strongly believe that one, you know, one thing has shown to be true over the other. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Silver with us here, 95-7 the game every Thursday on Willard and Dibs. Okay, especially with him coming into town this weekend, Mike, he's going to be 46 years old next year. He already retired once. His team has scored <laughs> over 20 points twice all year long, yet here we go again with rumors maybe Tom Brady to the 49ers next year. Why won't this go away? I I'm just trying to enjoy this year. And listen, I I thought what Tom Brady did against the Rams in the playoffs last year was one of the greatest things he's ever done. Yep. I likened it to Joe Montana in the 83 NFC Championship game, which they lost because of two terrible calls, by the way, for you Niner fans who understand. But, um, yeah, I thought coming back from a 27-3 deficit in that playoff game was one of the greatest things I've ever seen him do. And I've seen it all. You know, I 
covered pretty much, you know, one of his first games and many of them since. So I was like, cool, like George Costanza and on a high note, you're good. I know you didn't win, but like, that's amazing. And by the way, he's doing stuff in his 40s that you're not supposed to be able to do in your late 30s. Um, then he came back and it looked like, oh God, for my purposes, I wish he hadn't come back. I get why he did, but like, he's going through stuff in his personal life, obviously, that makes it really hard. They don't look right. It hasn't looked right. But you know what? Those last three minutes, Monday night, brought it all back for me. I was like, I'm glad he's back. This is awesome. He's done a lot of incredible things. I know. I know it's just a Monday night game against the Saints. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen him do. They were done. They had nothing. They had no juice. And he scored 14 points in three minutes, including a touchdown pass with three seconds to go. And I had a little communication with him afterwards. And I'm just telling you, this guy's He's 45. He's like, now he reacted like a Brock Purdy aged person would react to that moment. So I'm into it. I think it's cool. I'm stoked I get to see him play live on Sunday. And if it turns out he plays anywhere next year, amazing. If it's in, if it's in Levi's, unbelievable, but I'm just trying to live in the moment with him. Everything has been, you know, a bonus. And just appreciating the fact that he's still doing it at his age, and they likely are going to have a home playoff game in January if things continue to trend that way. The Rams won't be hosting a playoff game. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, Mike. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, what do you think about that fit in L.A. as he gets to go uh, here on the Thursday night game? You sound like me doing my routine about Cal basketball. I'm like, you know, if they get hot at the right time, win the Pac-12 tournament, get a favorable 215 seed, you never know. That Final Four birth is still on the table. So, yeah, the Rams, you know, hey, they might have a tough path, but it's still there. Yeah, I, you know, I, it'd be interesting to see Baker Mayfield. I don't know that it's necessarily great for Baker if he were to play three days after showing up, and this is different than Christian McCaffrey. This is a quarterback. So I don't know if tonight is the best scenario for him, but, you know, give the Rams credit uh, for programming. They're on all these primetime games that no one's going to want to watch. So now at least we have a spectacle um, if Baker plays. But, you know, it's exciting for the Raiders that they – were in such a dark place and are now uh, on the verge of being six and seven and theoretically back in the mix, possibly Waller and Renfro come back. So, you know, it, it's cool that Josh McDaniels and first year general manager Dave Ziegler are now, uh, you know, instead of fans putting uh, a certain expletive in between their first and last name when they talk about them, you know, they've bought themselves a little goodwill. It's exciting to see where that goes. The Rams are dead. The Cardinals are dead. The Seahawks uh, are still hanging around. And, you know, in a week, we'll see the Niners go up there. And that's going to be really cool, too. But uh, Niner fans who, you know, just had a hard time with the Super Bowl last year after the you know, NFC Championship game defeat. Uh, you can exhale now. That Rams situation is no more. That is over. Yes. All right. Well, Mike, great stuff. You you say you've seen it all, but you've never seen Mister Irrelevant go head to head against the goat. That's never happened before. Uh, so uh, so yeah. Enjoy this yeah, weekend. I, I, you know that has never happened before, but I have seen the 199th pick of the draft just place the first. The first pick of the draft. Yep, that's so remember, before he was Tom Brady, he was the sixth round fourth trigger. Don't forget. He was almost Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's that's what's actually fascinating about this uh, this particular matchup. Mike, thanks, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Great talking to you guys. Yep, there he goes. Mike yeah. Silver, San Francisco Chronicle. And condolences on his Bears. Uh, one of only three teams in Division One yet to get a victory. Oof. Cal's 0-10. Central Connecticut and Louisville are the other two teams hey, really? in D1. Even Ooey Pooey, which is the the last-ranked team in Ken Palm, as I like to go Ken Palm. I love when you Ooey Pooey and when you Ooey Pooey and Ken Palm in the same sentence. Yeah. It's really a moment. Ooey Pooey is ranked number 353 out of 353 Ken Palm. I'm sorry, 363, oh, but God. they've got to win. Central Connecticut, Cal, and Louisville, the only D1 schools without a victory. How, yeah, do, you, oh, how do you go 
and ten when you're ca- like who you're playing weaklings, right? Who have they played? Well, they're zero and two in the Pac-12. Okay, give me so. the give me the non-con. Give me the non-con, the 0 and 8 non-con. Non-con. Davis got him by 10. <laughs> Davis got him by double Kansas pitch. State took him down by well, 9. Right, UC Kansas. San Diego in a two-point barn burner. <laughs> uh, Southern, and they played here. Southern got him by 8. Uh, Texas State. Don't sleep not, on Texas not State. Not Texas, Texas beat State. Beat him by 4. Uh, TCU got him by 11. Clemson beat him by 8. USC by 15, Arizona by 13, Eastern Washington okay. beat them by a bucket, well, I mean, 50 to 48. You least, want to talk about unwatchable. Yeah, at least, they're. I mean, a lot of these teams, the Pac-12 teams, the major conference teams, their non-con, their November and December is usually made up of, you know, incarnate word. So at least they actually... Don't sleep on incarnate word. I, I, actually, I do sleep on incarnate word. They don't want That's any part I've, of incarnate I've, word, I've nicknamed my pillow incarnate word because it puts me to sleep. But but uh, most of those teams are, you know, teams. Yeah. Those are actual Kansas State and whatnot. Looking but at I mean, their Ken Palm profile and then back to the Niners. <laughs> oh my they're gosh. only predicted to beat UT Arlington and Oregon State this year. Oh, what's going on at Oregon State? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot in Corvallis. <laughs> how, how are you a dog against 0-10? In your non-con. Yeah. yeah UT can- Arlington coming up December 21st. Lord. Mark it down, folks. All right. You said back Tickets to, still available. You said back to Niners. What if we also go back to uh, back to Giants? Uh, because there's some people who would like to weigh in on this. And Chris Rose is going to join us in 10 minutes. Uh, love Chris. Just a great personality. Uh, his team did get Josh Bell. Cleveland guy. Uh, I'd love to hear what Chris Rose has to say about Baker Mayfield taking over the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Potentially tonight. He he might start, by the way. You said this for people who are like, wait, what's going on? Wolford, who is QB2 technically with the Rams, who had come back in to be their starter, is like a game-time decision. And if he is not ready to go, uh, it's the fabulous Baker boy. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, you Starting might as against well. the Raiders. You're 3-9. and nine, <laughs> You're going nowhere. And you don't have Cup or Coop. And you don't really have anything going offensively. You might as well see what you have in Baker Mayfield because if he if he looks good, and I know Sean McVay runs a very prescribed offense to where there's not a lot of uh, tough decisions that have yeah. to be made. It's a one read kind of an offense. So you know if he knows the plays, and I would imagine that you could dumb it down dumb for it down, him. Sure. And Baker's got a good arm. Let him go out there and just sling it. They can't um, stop Cooper. I- I'll yeah, say this you. for you, Spadone. I'll say this for you. This is one of the more interesting sideshow losing record versus losing record Thursday night games that I can remember in a while. Like, this is not something I wanted to sit down and watch. But if you give me Baker. You good? <laughs> Baker, Baker. Baker suddenly taking over the Super Bowl champions to go against. Hey, Raiders, who for some reason, they've always got something that makes you look. It's not always good. It usually well, is. Fantasy purposes, it's huge, it's too. Right, a right. Lot of people are. Josh they, Jacobs. Even Derek Carr, there's a lot of quarterbacks Devontae, that are hurt on sure. yeah, Devontae, so it's huge. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Rams plus seven, by the way. Lock it in. Rams are plus seven? Yes. Did it go up that high? Touchdown dog at home. Uh, yeah, I like the Rams. Uh, Right? The Rams. The Rams. I like the Rams on that one. Oh, I love the Raiders. That's too big. But the Rams are in that home give up mode. Yeah. Yeah. I, the Rams have, I think, largely given up on this season. The Raiders are pushing for the playoffs. Four kid. days ago. The Rams, Jeff Saturday. The Rams had, out on them. The Rams had a lead with 14 seconds to go four days ago against a would-be playoff team. Yeah, they couldn't get it done. Yeah, no, they couldn't. DK Metcalf is a thing. He's a thing, you know. It's a big uh, big presence. And the, the Raiders uh, have, what is it, am I right, it's been only five one-score losses on the year? So, correct. I mean, they, That's usually the way it is, by the way. There's yeah. very few Houston Texans. Like, look at what the Jags have done this year. What's the Jags' record? What are we? Does anyone have that in front of them? What's the Jags' record? The Jags are four and eight. Four and eight. Okay, they've lost one game by two scores. One time, they are one touchdown away from being eleven and one <laughs> every week. Yeah, so you know that's the way it is. I mean, that's the, the and that's why I kind of dig what you're saying, uh, Spadone. Rams plus seven. Yeah, the Raiders might win, but it's not going to be might. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Nothing's ever comfortable with the Raiders on a Thursday night. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Correa. Is it Correa or bust? The Giants are in a two-minute drill. Let's go back to the phones. Will and Patterson. 
um, which is somewhat related to Lyndon, right? I, I, we see you out there, Will. What's going on? What are you doing? Hey, what's going on, you guys? Uh, we're probably like an hour from Lyndon. Patterson's more towards Turlock Modesto. Right. I know it's not that close, but my point is, is you know, to some, to a city dweller, it feels the same. You head east, and then you get into the middle of nowhere, and there, there you are. That's kind of what it feels like the most. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Patterson's like one exit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, I know your exit. Yeah. Uh, use many a restroom there. Anyway, go, go ahead, Will. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we've been talking about, you know, the Padres and the Phillies, and, and they've been the ones making the big splash. But if you think about it, prior to Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, what mega superstars as, as far as bats did those two teams have? And and my point is, it's going to take uh, Carlos Correa for others to want to come. Because I'm hearing a lot of Giants fans talking about, oh, uh, Otani, Otani. Otani ain't coming here. And maybe if you get a Correa, um, you bring back a Rodon and you're competitive, okay, I, I would think you'd have a better shot of Otani. Hey, Otani, you'll have protection with uh, Correa. Look look how we did. You don't get Correa, I, I'm sorry, Henniger and, and Dancy Swanson or Nemo, it ain't going to cut it. And you know what? Oracle Park's going to look like Candlestick did on a Tuesday night against the Expos if Korea's not here. Yeah, um, I used to go to those games, by the way, and uh, thank you for the call. You get about, you know, an announced crowd of about 5,000, but there'd be about 2,200 in there. And you, you started to see it a little bit last year, not to those levels, but attendance, the lowest it's ever been at Oracle Park, knee AT&T Park, and that's a major problem. So, Huge. I mean, it, it, I don't think it's Korea or bust because... I don't think you're getting Correa. You're going to have to get somebody. Maybe it's Kodai Senga. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Although the Mets, way, the Mets, I believe, are the front runners for Kodai Senga. Who, who knows who the front runners are? I love the front runners. Who knows? But by the way, there's a lot of Dansby Swanson slander that comes out because he does feel like of the shortstops. You're like, who the hell is that guy, actually? Nobody knows Dansby. Is he the Georgia quarterback? Yes, exactly. He is. Uh, or he should be. He's a hell of a player, okay? He actually had the exact same war that Bogarts and Correa had last year. They're about five and a half to six war players, 25 homers. He knocked in 96, OPS 776. He's, he's by the way, he's also 28. He's the same age as, as Correa. He played every um, game last I would, year. Yeah, he played would, all 162. I love Dansby How Swanson. Rare is that? I don't think the Giants are in on Dansby Swanson, but I, I think he's a, a really good player. Um, but what he said is fascinating. Kyle and I were having this conversation earlier too I wonder what you think um, it's sort of like when you get out of college and you're interviewing for a job and it feels like every interview you have they're like well we're looking for someone with experience right well every single human on the planet at one time or another got hired with no experience because that's how it starts you're allowed to do something you're allowed to be the first if you will Someone is going to have to be that person for the San Francisco Giants. And I know there are probably players what on the team. you mean to be the first free agent? Well, just the, 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 the start of the core, if you will. Whatever that next core is. Yeah. Right? Someone, whether it's internal and it's Luciano, or whether it's from the outside, whether it's a combo platter of all of these things. I know what it feels like to be a Giants fan right now. I'm a huge one. And it feels like it's just going to be this way for the rest of your lives. It's not. Okay? Someone's coming. And I don't know who it is. I, it, maybe, it, maybe it is. By noon, maybe it's Correa. I have no clue. But someone, when everyone keeps asking, why would they come here? There's no one here. Someone's going to have to be the first. And maybe it is going to be internal for that reason. I, I, I have no idea. But I do think that the Giants' money is still green and, and I do think that it doesn't turn the world off as much as possible. However, I get it. They've got a reputation now. They are the team where no one will say yes. Right. And uh, you just had me thinking about back in the day when somebody had to be that first player to kind of break through and be that first free agent. And uh, back in, what year was that? It must have been about 2006, 2007, the Giants signed a left-hander guy by the name of Barry Zito. Uh -huh. Seven years, $126 million. And <laughs> at the time, 
he was that guy. He was the first guy because you were trying to turn the page from the Bonds era. You were trying to clean up the image. You were moving on from Barry, and you were looking to revitalize and rejuvenate as you waited for this young core of players to eventually be drafted and come up and go on to win three World Series. So I wonder if this free agency doesn't end up like that free agency did where they end up throwing a huge amount of money at one guy who doesn't really end up working out. I don't know. I don't know. But I also think there's something to, to be said for that person not being a pitcher. There's something about the lineup. It's a little bit different when it's an everyday player. Look at the Padre lineup. Look at the Dodger lineup. Right. Look at the Yankee lineup. Look at the Phillies lineup. That's a little bit different. I don't think that voice, and this is unfortunate for Logan Webb, You know, I, I don't think that person can necessarily always be a pitcher. Um, okay, Chris Rose hops into the conversation next. We keep, uh, keep taking your calls at 888-957-9570. And don't worry, at, at, cer- at a certain point today, we're going to have a, what the hell was that conversation about the Golden State Warriors last night? That's all. What's up next on the game? Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Chris Rose next on Willard & Dip. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On 95.7 The Game. Yeah, when Cleveland becomes a place where you look longingly and go, man, I I wish we could sign a, a free agent like they do. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a rough go. Um, Willard and Dibs, Chris Rose joins us now, one of our absolute favorites. That's, I mean, that's where a Giants fan is at right now. Chris, I, I mean, you, you've been through this, I don't know, a bajillion times as a Cleveland sports follower. Like, what do you say to a, to a Giants fan that has just spent all week now licking wounds? Yeah, we're very, very similar. I mean, all those times we chased after guys like Aaron Judge, <laughs> you know, A-Rod when he was available, Garrett Cole a couple of years ago, and just missed out at the end. Yeah, that's really tough for us. <laughs> We've been so close so many times. Okay, but what, what, what if I put it this way, though? I, because I do think... There is a feeling when you're when you're a fan of a team that's gone through this kind of experience, and the Giants, high profile, have finished in second now repeatedly. You know, Bryce Harper, Stanton, uh, some would even say Otani. Whether that was second place, I don't know, but they missed. And now Aaron Judge, and you start to read what happened, and the story comes out that, for instance, that that hotel video at the St. Regis was staged and planned by the judge crew like it feels like the Giants got taken on a ride and and fans are, are worried that they're becoming the team that always finishes in second and, and no player will say yes. There's got to be some concerns there. Well, I think there's two separate things at play here. One, I absolutely don't believe that the Giants got used here. I, I mean, I think that Aaron Judge had every intention if the finances didn't measure up from New York's standpoint, that he would have been a San Francisco giant. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the dollar figure 
difference would have had to be in order for him to go to San Francisco. But if they were comparable, then he was going to go back to New York. And and by the way, I'm not going to tell Giants fans how to feel. You can be disappointed, but you can understand when a guy goes back to his baseball home. Like, I get it. He might be from less than 100 miles away from San Francisco, but New York's the only thing he's known professionally. And by the way, they're basically in the playoffs every year. And the same cannot be said for San Francisco at this point. And on top of that, um, you know, if I had been Farhan Zaidi, I, I would have made a play for some bigger names. Mitch Hanniger's a nice ball player. When he's on the field, he's a really, really solid contributor. But I would have maybe gone in, into the next shopping district to try and get somebody else and tell Aaron Judge, yes, this we want you to be the centerpiece, but we're going to surround you with the right people, too. And I don't know if that was a mistake or not. Well, we possibly will never know. How much is that now kind of the fabric of where free agency falls? Because the Padres reportedly offered him $400 million and he took less to go to the Yankees, even though the Padres seem to have a deeper, better roster than New York does right now. Yes, um... I mean, I think it's close. The rotation for San Diego is not great right now. It's just not. You know, they've um, the top three is good, and then there's some question marks after that. I, I mean, I like New York's rotation a little bit better. I like San Diego's lineup a lot better now. That obviously they've added Bogarts, but it, you know he wouldn't be there if Judge had taken that. And we also don't know about that 400 million number, but we do know that the Padres met. Um, but I mean, you know what? Here's the thing: I'm not a bit, I'm not a Yankee fan at all. But don't you feel like they're always going to be in the hunt every year? For sure. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if we can say that about some of the other teams that he is considered. It's just, I mean, those are facts to me. Um, it feels like San Diego's not going anywhere, but Machado's, you know, Machado's deal is up after, not deal, but he can opt out after this year, just like Bogarts did with Boston. Um, Josh Hader's deal is up. Juan Soto's is up in two years. So we don't know what that team is going to look like. It feels like we're going all in in 2023, and heck, they might just keep burning money left and right, which is kind of fun for their fan base. Um, so, but back to the Giants here. You know, where do they go? Do they throw goo gobs of money at Carlos Correa and say, you're our dude? Because they, they have a lot to do other than just that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about these deals, uh, especially if you are a fan of one of these teams that really tries to play the analytics game financially as well as with baseball, feels like we got two things going on at the same time that at least one side doesn't like. I'm sure owners do not like having to pay these players until they're 40 years old. Everyone's right. The back half of these deals, probably not good. But a player is going to say, then stop holding me under arbitration until I'm 30 yeah. years old and let me do something earlier. Wouldn't that be a mutual thing? And I know I'm talking about a massive change to the whole structure of the way this is done, but it just seems ridiculous, Chris, that, that nobody can get their money until they're 30 and then they're going to force teams to pay them until they're 41. Which is exactly why if you're a fan of the Atlanta Braves, you're sitting pretty. I mean, because they have they've figured out the system. They really have. Right? They've signed... Uh, you know, Riley, they had to give him more than $200 million, But everybody else is very, very reasonable. I mean, Ronald Acuna, $130 million for that dude? Right. Are you kidding me? I mean, look at what everybody else is getting. And you're talking about getting not, the, not any of the worst years of his career. You're talking about getting the best years of his career for that dollar figure. He would be worth probably 3x, Right. And look at what they've done. They did it with Spencer Strider. They did it with Michael Harris Jr. They're doing it all over the place. The one, the two guys they've let go are Freddie Freeman, and we know how that worked out, and possibly Dansby Swanson. But for the most part, other than that, they have just nailed this thing. So, um, but yes, they're not going to revamp the system. You know, they had a chance last year and to try and make it so that um, after five years, a guy could become a free agent, and the owners were like, ah, yeah, good try, kids. Let's get back to the negotiation table. 
And so in the meantime, you're going to have a few owners, and I guarantee you there are some pissed-off owners today that Xander Bogarts is going to get $280 million until he's 40. Right? What's he going to be? He's going to be a DH at that point. And people are going to be like, really? Like, didn't we see this with the pool hole stuff? Well, yeah, but that's, that is the way baseball business is, is built. Um, and it, it does stink. Like, you're going to sit here and say, well, so what's Trey Turner going to look like at age 37? Hmm. Instead of being excited that y'all just signed Trey Turner to a team that finished two wins shy of winning it all. That's what we should be excited about. Yeah, but you're right. The system is such, and you talk about Carlos Correa to the Giants, and wouldn't that be a similar situation here if Correa is looking for 10 or 11 years and the Giants are in a spot now where they're kind of the desperate team? Can they? It's almost like, Chris, they can't afford not to throw 11 years knowing yeah. that the last four years of the deal might be a little wonky. Yep. There's no question. <laughs> um, they're stuck. They're stuck because they have to prove it to their fan base. Because if they don't make a big move, then it feels like they don't care. Whether it's accurate or not, that's going to be the perception. Uh, I think the Boston Red Sox are in a very similar boat, right? They made a couple of great signings yesterday, or perceived to be great signings, right? Uh, they pick up the outfielder from Japan, who's really interesting and an on-base machine. And then they pick up Kenley Jansen for a couple of years, who had a really solid year with the Braves. And all anybody in Boston wants to talk about is, what the hell's going on here? We can't keep any of our own guys. Like, we trade Mookie Betts because we didn't want to pay him, and now Xander opts out. You know, like, what's next? Raphael Devers is going to walk, or he's going to get traded? So you have teams that have had a lot of success over the last decade or decade and a half in Boston's um, discussion that have to prove it to their fan bases right now. Um, hey, Chris, switching gears a little bit. Baker Mayfield starting on Thursday Night Football. Is this, is this what we're doing tonight? Oh, no. I mean, it all depends on the health of, you know, Walford, really. I mean, if he can't go, then he might get some time. But I can't imagine. I mean, the guy hasn't even really had a practice, right? I mean, barely thrown to receivers. I don't know how that works out. But their season is so lost at this point. It might be fun for all of us to see if maybe he can... Uh, catch the lightning in a bottle, I guess. Kind yeah, of. That's something to, to at least watch with the Rams. Meanwhile, out here, we've got Mr. Irrelevant going up against yes. the GOAT on Sunday. Could you have fathomed another Disney-esque sort of a matchup here in the NFL? I mean, I love it. I hate that it happened to Jimmy G. I'm a, I'm a big Jimmy G supporter. Um but yeah, I mean, listen. If there's if there's a guy who can coach this dude up and work a system, it's Kyle Shanahan, and and hopefully, you know, Brock Purdy plays it as well as he did last week. I thought that was impressive, you know, because it's not an easy defense to come off the bench against and face right away. So, um, you know, I'll be fascinated to see how it goes. Short week for the Bucks, long trip. Uh, I give them a good shot of, of taking down Tampa Bay and continuing this little run that they've been on. Um, hey, Chris, before you run, this is percolating right now just because he is the biggest name left to go back to baseball. What what do you forget the team? What do you think at age 28, knowing that Judge just got 40 per year, Bogart's 11 280? What what's the number for Correa? What do you, what do you think he gets? Yeah. I think it starts with a three. The only way it doesn't is if he has to, for whatever reason, take a twins-type deal that he did a year ago, where I believe that was three for 103, but obviously the opt-out after the first. And then if that happens again, then there's got to be something going on here that we don't know. Last year, I get it, right? We're coming off a work stoppage. Everybody's kind of panicking. We they, The owners claim they hadn't recovered from the pandemic financially all that sort of stuff. Right now, there's no excuses. We got guys getting goo gobs of money who aren't close to Carlos Correa's ilk. So, uh, but I do think that there's going to be enough teams involved where there's going to be a three in front of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if there's going to be a four. I, that, no, I, I honestly, so. I, I, I maybe no. not, but but I mean, if, no. if if Judge getting 40 a year, can't Correa say I should get 35? And if Judge is getting nine years and Correa's two years younger... 
Can't he say, I want 12 years? I, I, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it could, yeah. I, I think it could be, the, I think the dollar value could be, could be the same. Yeah. But, you, you know, I think, yeah, I, I mean, he could get 12 for, you know, 360, 365, 370, yeah, but push it to four feels. Dare I say that after I'm talking about numbers 360, 365, and 370, and I'm saying four feels excessive. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> right. matter with me. It's I not mean, that much of a, of a leap to get he, from three seventy five to if, four. If he gets twelve years and he gets thirty five a year, that's four twenty. Yeah, four twenty. God Almighty! Right. Well, but right. Bogarts, what did what did he get? Twenty seven a year. Right? He did, but he's two years older. Yeah, he's two years older. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hear you, um, Chris. Great stuff, Thanks, man. Great Chris. to have you. Appreciate it as always, guys. All right, thanks. Uh, there goes Chris Rose. Yeah, it was Bogarts is twenty. I think it's, it averages out to twenty five and a half a year. So maybe Carlos going to thirty five. Maybe that's a little a little too juicy. What did Turner get? Uh, let's see, three hundred divided by eleven is twenty seven a year. Um, so Correa's probably not getting thirty five a year, but he might get thirty. But if he gets, you know, if he gets thirty five a year for ten, that's ten and three fifty. Yeah, he'd probably get thirty. Although it feels now with you know only he and Dansby Swanson left in the elite shortstop market, his price would go up because you still have a number of teams who are desperate for his services. So the supply and demand right now is swinging toward a lack of supply yeah. and a greater demand. So Swanson if, is out there. Yes, and yep. so is Correa. So if one of them goes, and the market's already been set at a certain level, you mentioned it, just short of $30 million a year. So maybe he ends up getting 12 years and you know 30 per at 360. Which, yeah, that's 360, the yep. exact same number judge, but just three more years of it. Right. So, so yeah, if I were to handicap this, I don't think he's getting 400. I don't think that. But if you're looking at the Bogarts deal, and I heard some people say this, is like, oh, there's Bogarts and there's Turner and there's Correa and they're all the same player. And no, they're not. No, they're not. I know that you can look at the numbers and go, oh, this is kind of a comp. It is. Trust me, Correa's getting more than Bogarts. And I think Correa's getting more than Turner, not because he's necessarily a better player, but he's two years younger. Swanson and Correa are two years younger than Turner and Bogarts are. And and, and so that's going to add years to the deal. So, it, yeah, he is a 27 to $30 million player, and he's got every reason right now, especially after doing a bet-on-himself year with the Twins, he's got every reason to get at minimum 11 years. Right. And if he does that, you're talking north of $300 million for sure. If it's 11 years and $30 million per, that's 330 which it feels like $30 million per season's about where the average annual value will be. For Carlos Correa, you know, based on what you were saying about the other short shortstops that have gone, and you know what he did last year, and what the player that he's been, and right now he's at his peak. He's got probably four or five elite years right now in his range, where thirty million in five years' time it might look like a bargain. Chris is making that point about Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh man, that monster extension they signed. That was what two years ago, I think, when they signed um, Acuna Jr. Acuna, and I know well, he got hurt. He right. tore the ACL and they he bought him the out. They buy out the arbitration Absolutely. years. So yeah. even so even last even, year, he, he got that money though, and he's he's only like twenty three years old when he got that money. Correct. And and last year he actually only made five million dollars. That was his base salary. Um, it it shoots up to um, uh, fifteen million. Actually, I'm sorry, fifteen million this year, five million the year before that when he was hurt. This year it'll go to seventeen, and then it's seventeen for four straight years. Right, and Chris They're, was saying that he should he could command almost three times oh, that. Oh, easy. But I, mean, I don't know about fifty million a year, but at least double that. He uh, absolutely right now. If Judge is making forty, this guy's making at least thirty five, so he's at least doubling what he would right. make. But four years from now, exactly. Could Triple it, sure, sure, and sure. That's sure. where Chris made a great point about Atlanta and doing it right. But it, you have to be able to draft these guys and then be able to bring them up and have them be elite players, totally. and then be able to do that. And Farhan Zaidi has not done that just yet. And I know the jury's still out because he hasn't had a chance for his draftees to fully matriculate through the system, but it doesn't feel like you've got Nakunya Jr. coming through the pipeline. Well, I mean, the Giants will do this. If Luciano comes up and pops pretty quickly, within the first year, year and a half, they should do this. 
is absolutely right. what you should do. By the way, I said it's $17 million for four more years. I'm leaving out that there are club options. Oh boy! At age or at twenty, uh, at age twenty nine and thirty, the Braves have him for seventeen million per year through twenty twenty eight. So that's six more years. And then that's he hits seventeen. And then he hits unrestricted free agency at age thirty one. Sound familiar? Exactly like all these guys are doing. Right. And what will he do? He'll ask for six hundred million dollars till he's age forty. Yeah. At that time, that's probably what he'll do, and that's bad for teams, but. I don't blame the player at all. They're the ones being stuck doing this in their 20s when they're already playing at the top of the game. I don't blame him either. Um, you know, you took the money, but looking back, I'm sure he was probably thinking, I should have taken a shorter-term deal. Well, Knowing, you know, once you... And I don't know if the team would have done that because you want to buy out his R beers and then you want, as a team, a couple years on, on top of it as a sign of good faith because they're, they're kind of doing the kid a favor well, in buying out his R beers. You're, you're, you're doing themselves. it to, you're well, right. Yes, you're and doing themselves. it to motivate the player. You don't want an unhappy player. And so you, you buy out the R beers and you get him on the cheap. But then if you're Acuna Jr., you're sitting back right now looking at all these deals that all these guys are getting, and you're thinking, when am I going to be a free agent? Well, it's, you're Six gambling. More years. You're gambling. Yeah. You're, it's okay, the Padres did the exact same thing with Tatis, and they gambled, and they might have lost. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, was he a concoction of steroids? I don't know. I don't know. And he's, yeah, he's been injured, too, he's beyond that. He's been so yeah. injured. Elbow injuries that seem like they're not going and away. shoulder injury, too. And they yeah. owe him every dollar until his late 30s. So you're taking a gamble that this player's not going to go sideways and bust, but you're also, that gamble is low stakes for a team that makes bajillions of dollars, and then here's the payoff. If the player is exactly who you think he is, now you've got him at a bargain rate for like five years, all through his late 20s, the best years of, of his career. And, and, and the reason the player does it, and because I've had these conversations with uh, you know people in the agent world, the reason the player does it is you're sitting there, let's say you're Acuna, you're from a third world country, you never yeah. even thought about this kind of money in your life, and then they stick in front of you, well, how about... Um, what, what's the total uh, of this deal? It's like it's 140. It's 100. Oh, just a cool 100? It's $100 million at eight years. Okay, and That's it? Yes, but you're saying, hey, Ronald, instead of we control you for three, four more arbitration years, you could have major injury. Oh, by the way, he did. Yeah. And and if this if your body goes sideways, you get bupkis. You get nothing. Or we can take care of the rest of your life right now with $100 million. Every agent I've talked to says the same thing. Where do we sign? They're stuck. Especially when he's that young. And right? if you have faith in the player and this kid is unbelievable, oh. then you take the 100 now thinking, okay, in six years, if baseball continues on this trajectory, he's going to get a $400 million deal. So you take 100 now and you hope for the 400 later as opposed to uh, arbitration. I'm pre-arb three. I'm pre-arb two. And you know, you're going to get your peanuts and then... Like you say, something bad could happen. Something bad did happen. Yeah. Now he'll be back to being the player he once yeah, was. Yeah, he already was. I mean, yeah, he, but I he mean, missed. He, he did a torn ACL, yeah, and that stuff. That it, well, it makes you stop and think. Yes, for sure. Contractually, you know what I mean. I mean, ask Clay Thompson if you tear an ACL and then you pop an Achilles the very next year. What do you got? You know what I mean. You don't know if you're ever going to be back, and 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 you've lost a ton. So I think the bottom line is true. When you, whenever you got somebody in their early twenties and. Some Somebody looks at you and goes, so how about if we take care of money for the rest of your life? Your answer is yes, and you're stuck. It's a bad gamble on the part of the player to say, no, I'm going to just play for $700,000 for the next few years. Right. Sure, it got upped. His base salary was a million, and then it was $5 million in 2021. But even as much as that sounds like, it doesn't take care of money for the rest of your life. And your family, too. Right. And, and your children's agents children. And your whoever knows. I mean, you're in your early 20s. So if someone wants to take money off the table, you say yes. And it's an easy gamble for a multi-billion dollar organization. And it's an easy call for an individual human being. $100 million goes a long way in Venezuela. <laughs> Absolutely. So. It, also, it even goes a long way in Lafayette. Are you kidding me? Our, uh, our boy Craig reminded me, he's a huge... Uh, Braves fan here at 95.7 The Game. Ozzie Albies signed a deal yes. right along with him for seven years, only $35 million. $35 million, right. Because he, I remember that deal. He was a baby. 
Was he even 21 yet? I don't think he was. He's 19 or 20 years old. And so Chris Rose says the Braves have figured it out, and to a degree they have, but believe you me, the agents in the players' union don't love what the Braves have, quote, figured out. It's not pro-player. It's leverage. It's a leverage game that these multi-billion dollar organizations play. And it's not great. It's not great. I mean, we don't feel sorry for people who have $100 million, but you're right. Like, Acuna should be making double that now, and six years from now, he should be making triple that. That's his going rate. Yeah, Albies <laughs> is getting uh, $7 million this upcoming year, and then two more years at seven, and then two years of team options. Ugh. The Braves have done it again, so he signed until he's 30 at only $7 million a year. And the Braves have found a way. They've won a world championship during this time. They've brought in major free agents, Matt Olson. Obviously, they lost Freeman, but man, yeah, they, they are the ones who have figured out the system. And, uh, and it starts, as you said, with drafting the right players. Um, okay, 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's take your calls. Is it Correa or bust? Also, too much expectations on Brock Purdy already for this weekend. And, hey, Warriors, what was that? We're getting to all of that coming up around the bend. And don't forget, 957thegameshop.com. Get your holiday gear. New items have just been added. 957thegameshop.com. It's Willard and Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 